Word. Hey, everybody, how you doing this morning? Everybody doing good? Hey, how about saying happy anniversary, happy birthday, right? Woo! I appreciate you all being here. Today is, it's the uh, New Covenant Church. It's our 16th uh, birthday, 16th anniversary. So I want to I jump right in today. We're going to do, um, do four things. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to take a look backwards. We're going to look at some of the things that God has done. We're going to take a look forward. We're going to look a little bit inward and then, and then spend some time looking upwards. Does that sound all right with everybody? Okay, turn to the person beside you. You said, I'm looking forward, okay? Looking forward to all that God has. Here we go. Well, um, I want us to, um, to look at a scripture. You know, in the Bible, remembering things and, um, and looking backwards, it's really important. There was always a time when they were setting up memorials, where they were uh, talking about what God did in history, and, and, um, and it's important. I think having a, a good view of history, where you start at, helps us know where we're going, Right? Uh, the scripture says it like this in Romans chapter 15. It says, whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us in how to live. The scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. Hope and endure all things. Hope and endure all things. I'm believing that there are some people here today that you need to know this, that in Jesus Christ, there's always hope. Amen? There's always hope. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter the difficulty, no matter how trying it is, how hard things are, there is hope for victory. There is hope for deliverance. There is hope because we win. Amen? Amen. So living in that hope and endure all things. And so now may the God, may God the source of great endurance and comforts grace you with unity among yourselves, which flows from your relationship with Jesus the anointed one. So what's he say? These things were written beforehand to point us, always pointing us to Jesus, always remembering that he's given us the victory. First Corinthians puts it like this. It says, now all these things happened. It happened to those people that went before. It happened in past times. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. He says, hey, listen, things that have gone on in the past, things that have gone on in other people's lives, they were written for our instruction. One of the reasons we read the Bible, it's a great historical document. It shows the character of God. It shows the nature of God. It shows the goodness of God, that he, he never forgets his people, never forsakes his people, but he always is reaching out. It's a good example to us. Time and time again in Scripture, they would set up remembrances. They would set up uh, historical markers. They would set up, they would, they would build altars. They would plant trees so that people could go back and say, hey, remember what God did. Some of you may see there's a, a rock here on the stage. And a couple of years ago, when we first moved into this building, we took these big rocks and we had them laid out across the stage and we prayed over them and, and we thanked God for all that he had did, uh, has, had done in the past, for everything that, that he had did for us, every way that he had blessed us by saving us and healing us and setting us free. And we took them as memorial stones. And so some of you may not realize that when you drive up and see them around the base of the cross, that, that we remember the cross, we remember 
everything that Jesus did for us, accomplished for us, purposed, uh, purchased for us on the cross. But if you look down a little further, there's some, there's some, some rocks there, some big rocks and some little stones. And each and every one of them represents something that God has done for his people right here for, on this journey that we're in called New Covenant Church. And, and I'm thankful that we have a history that we can look back on. Deuteronomy chapter 8 goes on and says like this, it says, And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And I love this, it says, so he humbled you and allowed you to hunger, and then he fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you to know that the man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that lives, uh, but by every, a man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. How many people know what he was doing continually was pointing his people and saying, I'm your source. I'm your strength. I'm your daily bread. I'm your peace. I'm your place of rest. Look to me. Just keep looking to me. Look to me. Look to me. And I'm telling you, that's what God wants us to remember, that we can always look back and see what he's done in our lives to be encouraged about all the things that he's going to do in our lives. Amen? Anybody ever learned that? Anybody look back and say, God's done some good things in my life? Amen? Anybody say, God's blessed me with a great wife? Woo! An amazing husband, fantastic kids, best parents in the whole world. Best parents in the whole world. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. So, um, so today we're looking back, we're, we're um, remembering some things, and, and I, I want to say this, I really believe that it's important for us to remember everything, uh, to remember all the things that God has done, the ways that he has blessed, and uh, because in my spirit there's been this churning in my heart, and, and, and I, I just wrote it like this, I said, I believe, I believe that if we will really um, remember where God's brought us, remember who God is, remember what he's done, I believe that the next two years are going to be some of the greatest years that we've ever experienced at New Covenant Church. And, and, and I really don't have any problem believing that because I've seen his faithfulness. I've seen his faithfulness day in and day out. I, I've seen him from the very beginning of the church. I've seen him show himself mighty and and show himself just powerful in, in amazing ways. I, I can still remember being away praying and fasting, and the Lord uh, spoke and said, look, st start a church, you know, start a church. And I was like, really, Lord, start a church? Man, uh, well, well, what do you want this uh, church to be? And, uh, and literally, I can remember taking out a, a yellow notepad, and I was away in this cabin and, and saying, God, what do you want this church to be about? And he goes, well, I really can't tell you. I was like, you can't tell me, God? You've just said, start a church, plant, you know, do something. And he said, well, I don't trust you. I said, well, now, God, we've really got a big problem here. You know? <laughs> he said, I don't trust you because if I tell you everything, he goes, then you'll try to do it in your own strength. You'll try to do it in your own ability. And he said, what I want is I want to do something special. Now, now, when I say that, I know that could sound just a little bit arrogant, and, and it's not special and better than any other church or better than any other kingdom work. That's, that's not our heart. We're not competitors. We're partners in the kingdom. I mean, we love what God's doing around this community and around the world, and, and we're about building the kingdom. But God just said he wanted to do something special, and, 
And he said, if you uh, put your hands on it and your fingerprints are all over it, then, then it might get messed up. I want my fingerprints on it. And so I can remember saying, then, Lord, how do, how do you want that to happen? And he said, he gave us a word that, that we don't say it a lot anymore, but, but we used to talk about it quite often. And that word was that I want you to walk in my pace and in my timing. And man, I've got to tell you, prophetically, I think as much as anything, that, um, that, that, that that's probably been the difficult thing. <laughs> You know, following the direction of the Lord, we know where he's leading, we're seeing his pillar of cloud, you know, his fire, and we're following him, but, but man, from time to time, just when things happen and how we want it to happen and, and just following the Lord at his pace and his timing, he said, just stay focused on me. And, and I want to recommit that as much as we want to, um, all the vision that we have, that that the priority thing that we are as a church is we are people that focused on Jesus Christ. We're focused on the Lord. We're focused on the Holy Spirit having his way in every service, in every group, in every gathering, in our children, in every single place. He said, just stay focused on me. He says, I want this to be a place where people can come and they can connect with me. Anybody ever heard anything about people connecting around here? Anybody ever heard anything about connecting with God, right? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, there. I need the shirt, right? We need to connect with God. That, that's, that's, that was one of the things that he just gave at the very beginning. And the truth is that, that that's, still, um, that's still the plan. And I'm, I'm thankful you're here today. And can I tell you, I'm so glad that you're at church and, and we want you here and more and more people are coming and we're so thankful for that. But but the truth of the matter is that you can connect with every church in Tyler, Texas, all 360-plus churches. You can connect with, 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 with every denomination. You can connect. But if you're not connected to God, it's not going to mean anything at all in your life. And we desperately want to make sure that you are connected with God. If you're not connected with Him, you can come to church. And, and, and the sad thing is, and one of the things, one of the the greatest um, concerns I would have, and I think we have as leadership, is, is people get comfortable connect, coming to church and not being connected to God, not be connected to his life, not be connected to his power. There's a, a man that we see here at the church occasionally. He went to church for 20 years before he recognized that he was, wasn't even saved. Can I tell you, that, that's not what God wants for you. That's not what God, that's not what we're about. We want to see people connected with the fullness of Jesus Christ. Amen? We want to see you uh, live the life that he's created for you to live, live in the freedom that he's created for you to have, fulfill the, live in the identity and fulfill the purpose that he has for you to fulfill. We believe that every person can live a spirit-filled life, amen? We talked about it this summer. You can live a life that's filled with the spirit so that you can have the character, you can cultivate the, the gifts, uh, the, cultivate the fruit of the spirit, the character. But we want to see people live a spirit-filled life so that you can have the, the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit working in and through your lives. So people who are filled with the spirit and people who are walking in the spirit and people who are led by the Spirit, day by day, every day, every moment. I don't know about you, but more and more I'm finding that with the way our culture is, the way our society is, that more and more, every moment, I need every thought to be the thought that's directed by the Holy Spirit. I need every step, I need every action, I need every reaction, every attitude to be one that is coming from the fullness of the life of the Holy Spirit working in me. 
working through me. And so I said, okay, God, I'm glad that that's what you want. I said, but, has anybody ever said, but, God, anybody? Yeah, God, I hear you, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, Lord, that's a great plan, but, and, uh, and tried to fill in, tried to fill that in. I said, but, but God, I, I've just got to tell you, Lord, for this to be a reality, for me to do, for us to be what you want us to be, I, I've got to see some things. I, I've, got, I've got to see some signs. I, I, does anybody else just need to see things once in a while? I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad I know Yvette loves me, but every now and then I need to see it. I need to feel it. I need to, to experience it, right? Is anybody that way? And I just told the Lord, I said, look, God, I'm not Noah. He could go for 120 years, preacher of righteousness. Now, I, I'm, I'm not that faithful, God. I'm not that, man, that much a man of faith. I need to see some things. And, and so from day one, God began to just release and to bring miracles and signs and wonders. And, and I'm telling you, over the last couple of weeks, I've been reflecting back and looking back. And, and I've been overwhelmed. I mean, literally overwhelmed when I think about God's love and his goodness, his blessings, the, the stuff that he's done, the buildings that he's provided, the resources. Man, just the, 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 the amount of things. Uh, somebody was asking me this week if, you, um, if there was some item that we could use here at the church. I said, I, I don't know. I said, but let me just tell you this. It's been amazing to me that every time something's come our way, that a need came up that we could meet with that. I, I remember somebody giving us an electric wheelchair one time, and like within a couple of weeks, somebody need, had a need for it. And, and God just has reinforced time and time again that if he can get it through us, he can get it to us. Amen. And, and he's done that. He's done it. He's done it with, uh, he's done it with, um, with all kinds of unique resources. I remember when we uh, first started the church. Some of you have heard this story. Maybe uh, some of you haven't. But uh, we first started the church. <clears throat> we, uh, we didn't have any money. We didn't have anything. We didn't have any chairs in the building. And so uh, every Sunday was BYOB, BYOC. Uh, bring your own Bible. Bring your own chair. And uh, we had all kinds of different chairs in this uh, auditorium where we were meeting, and people would bring, uh, you know, they'd bring uh, recliners and lounge. No, they wouldn't bring that kind of stuff. They would bring uh, folding chairs and yard chairs. And uh, one guy came in one Sunday, I can remember, um, unfolded his Coors hunting chair and uh, had, his, had a little footstool on it and pr propped his feet up during service there, you know. So there were all, all kinds of uh, stuff that was going on. And the Lord told us, he said, um, we, we've really felt like we wanted to, to get some chairs, and so we had started saving some money, and I think we'd saved up about $5,000 or so, and the ladies had already gone, and they got the little book and picked out the, the fabric and everything, and then one night we were working the church, and the Lord spoke, he said, just don't buy chairs. And I was like, Lord, you're going to have to tell them this. I am not that brave, all right? They, they've been planning and preparing and and um, we went and said, okay, we, we all gathered together and said, the Lord doesn't want us to buy chairs. Well, what's he want us to do? And as a matter of fact, that $5,000, we took it, and that $5,000 went, and it was the money that we sowed into the children's ministry. It was the first ministry that we, we, we really spent money on. And let me tell you this, children's ministry is still a priority. Amen? We love our kids. Come on, let's give our kids a hand. Amen? <laughs> Colby and Taryn, we're so thankful for you guys. And and, and I'm excited, some of y'all heard in our meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago, that 
We're looking at uh, building another building here, a temporary building for our children's ministry, and we're going to start some dirt work on that this week. So, so please be praying, uh, be praying over that. But the the Lord said, "Give that money," and so everybody agreed. Hey, we can still bring our bring our own chairs. You know, it's not worth it's working now. So we that night we're at the church the next day, and we were sitting there, and I don't know the the folding chairs or something, and a guy comes walking in carrying. A chair, just like this, maybe this chair, I don't know. But he comes walking in just with carrying a chair, and he pulls, sets the chair down. He goes, hey, what y'all doing? We said, well, we were talking about, you know, chairs. We were talking, he said, well, I got a question for you. Could you use a, a chair? And I was like, look around. Man, it, it fits, you know. It goes with everything else. It goes with everything else that's here. And he said, well, I'll tell you what. This is the next day, guys. The next day he comes in. He says, I tell you what, if you um, if you'll go get them, uh, I just bought an old restaurant building, and if you'll go get them, he said, um, I've got about a hundred and twenty of these that I'll give you. I'm just, I, I, come on, give the Lord praise for that, Amen. I, 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 I'm thankful for the chairs, but can I tell you more? So I'm thankful for the faithfulness of God. When I see those chairs, I'm just God. There's nothing too difficult, and now I see even more chairs that uh, that we've got here. God is a faithful God, so He's done so much, so so many many incredible things. Chairs and boats. I can remember, uh, you know, He gave us a boat one time, and uh, of course He's, um, you know, He gave. He's, we've seen cars that have been given away, and 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 of course the land. Um, some of you may know that uh, the thirteen, almost thirteen acres of land that we have here that that started out as a prayer assignment and us walking around this land and over this land. And, and then he gave it, uh, this, uh, he gave us this land so that we could be here on, in this building today. Hey, how about one more time? Just giving him praise for that. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and just, just, I want to just say thank you too for the abundance of just even money that he has allowed to come to and through this church there have been just hundreds, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars that have sown, been sown around the world, here in our community and around the world. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but there was a time, uh, one uh, year we were having a leadership meeting, and, and I don't remember the exact amount. We had about uh, eighty-five dollars or $90,000 in savings, and the Lord spoke to us. And we gave over about fifty thousand dollars. The Lord said, "You just need to start sowing seeds." You guys remember that? And we took about fifty thousand dollars, over half of the money that we had saved, and um, we just began to give it to ministries and bless ministries and sow it locally and sow it into to missionaries. And can I tell you that that that, that for me, that giving, the generosity as a church, just is just one of the reasons God has continued to continued to bless us um, just over and over and over again, and I'm, I'm so, so very thankful for it. I don't, want, I don't want to say that everything has gone perfectly. There have been a few little glitches, uh, a few little oops moments along the way. Uh, one of those, I remember the boat that he gave us, a Mastercraft ski boat. It was a lot, man, a lot of fun when it ran. And um, you guys remember, when I was bringing the boat back to my house. We had to have a little work on it. We had it out at the lake. And coming through Flint, the boat uh, unhooked from the trailer, the, on the trailer, and hit a telephone pole, broke the telephone pole, and it just, <laughs> oh, yeah, the boat passed me. <laughs> it really did. The boat, the boat came past me, I'm watch, and I watched the boat, literally watched the boat, hit the telephone pole, and the telephone pole fell across the road in front of me. 
And so um, if you ever want to see it, I can take you to a telephone pole that I own out in uh, Flint. And, um, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that was fun. We've had, uh, we've had times, I, th- I think back to the time when uh, the youth, man, they were so on fire for God and passionate. And one New Year's Eve, they decided that, man, we're going to smash sin. Just we're going to break the power of the devil in our lives. So they got up on top of the old church building with, uh, with televisions and computers and watermelons and all kinds of stuff. And they would write the name of the sin on it. And, you know, Corey would pray and they would, uh, they'd throw it off the building into the parking lot. <laughs> So, how many people knew about this? Oh, only that's why we're still able to keep functioning. There were only a few of us. So, so, and then somebody went to throw some big sin off the building and smash it, and it landed on one of the air conditioning units. And and so, uh, it was, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, that was, those are hard to explain in some of those, uh, you know, those business meetings. But uh, yeah, I can remember being out on the lake one day. And I get this phone call, and this phone call says, um, problem, uh, church, lightning, on fire. And I was like, what, what, what? And finally got to land, got to call, make the phone call. And the church, how many people remember, the church got struck by lightning, blew, I mean, literally blew the meter base off the wall of the church, did about $30,000 worth of damage at the, uh, at the church. Anybody remember these kind of, okay? And um, that was awesome. One of the things that blew out was a television. And uh, so remember my Best Buy experience. I was going to get televisions. And a television, I'm telling you, I have a true belief that television can kill you. Um, because uh, it almost did. So uh, we've, had some, we've had some interesting things. One of the moments I think about was when... Uh, was when uh, Dorothy got baptized during Easter service, um, sitting just sitting in her chair. Remember, <laughs> the rain came through the ceiling and the water just started. Yeah, anybody don't so uh, yeah um, yeah. But you know there were a lot of a lot of incredible things. So as we look back, we've got so much to be thankful for. But 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 I think I want to spend some time looking forward. I, I'm so thankful that we really are becoming a bigger, stronger, healthier family. And, um, and I believe God is continuing to be faithful. Pastor Chris announced it uh, last uh, couple of Wednesdays ago that we've had over a 15% growth just from last summer to this, uh, this summer. Um, yeah, give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. We don't uh, get wrapped up in uh, the numbers thing a whole lot, but, but let me remind you that, that every number represents a soul. It represents a soul. When we asked you to pray over these 75 chairs that we purchased, we're, we're believing to see that many souls saved. I, and I'm believing to see them saved between now and the end of the year. Anybody, anybody can believe for souls to be saved? Anybody can believe for God to touch hearts and touch lives? I, I just, I, I believe that. I'm thankful that we're still seeing we're still seeing souls saved. We saw somebody saved just a couple of weeks ago. We've seen a, a testimony of healing two people that experienced actual physical healings uh, just uh, here in the last couple of weeks, um, may, maybe more. I mean, we, we see that. So we see it. And, I, and I'm believing for more healings, more salvations. You're going to be taught to be looking for blue bags, right, in the days to come. Uh, uh, you see somebody walking around with a blue bag, that means they just got saved. They're just uh, starting to live for the Lord. And we're going to be helping, encourage, and pray for them. And then, uh, 
And, um, but, and, and here at the, in the building, since we've moved into the new building, if my numbers are right, we've seen somewhere in the last two years, we've seen somewhere around 100 plus people that have come to know Jesus. That's worthy of giving the Lord praise for. Amen. And then that's what, that's what this place is about. It's about seeing people saved. It's about seeing people connect with God. It's about seeing them work, walk in a new place of, of healing and freedom and, and come out of the bondages of, of, the, of the things that have kept them down. I want to see, how many people really want to see people connect with God? Is there, is there anybody that that's really on your heart? Man, I want to see people come out of those hard, difficult, tough places. And I'm, and I'm so thankful I believe, I believe this is going to be more prevalent than we've ever seen it. But can I tell you, it's going to depend upon your prayers. It's going to depend upon you and me being people of prayer. People who say, God, we're going to believe you for healings. Just like healings that we've seen in the past. I mean, we've seen people healed from lupus and rare blood diseases and lung diseases and cancer and backs and, and, and ringing in their ears and, and just on and on. And we've, how many people, let me ask you this, how many people here have, have ever been healed physically, really physically healed from the Lord? Look around. God is a God who heals. He's a God who works in our lives, and, and he brings freedom in our lives. I mean, I know probably the person he's done the greatest work in is me. I am so thankful for the works of freedom that God has done in my life. Anybody else, has the Lord done any works of freedom in your life, broke any generational curses, and let's got you out of some strongholds and some bondages and some wrong beliefs about God and yourself? He sets us free, and there's going to see there's going to be more of it. But honestly, in my heart, I think of the greatest thing that God has done throughout the years. It's people. It's people. It's, uh, it's you. And, 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 and with, all, with all honesty, every person that's sitting here today, you're an answer to prayer. You're, you're an answer to prayer. You, you really, really are. Yvette, uh, um, I, just, I, I joke with her. I tease a lot of times at her expense. But I can't say enough amazing things about what her confidence and faith and steadfastness has been like over the, um, over the past 16 years, uh, the, the difficult times, the trying times, and the hurtful times. I mean, hey guys, I wish I could promise you that you'll never experience hurt in this church or in this spiritual family. That's, that's, that's just not the way life is. Sometimes there's going to be pain, but I'll promise you this. If you'll look to the Lord, if you'll draw close to the Lord, there will always be more healing than you'll ever have pain. Amen? And I've seen that. I've seen God do so many, many, many things. And I can remember one day out walking, and uh, I was kind of telling the Lord about all the things that we didn't have as we started the church. We didn't really have a building. We didn't have, you know, really a good PA system, and phenomenal tech people and sound people and lights and all that kind of stuff. And we didn't, you know, we had, didn't have anybody to do our children's, didn't have anybody to do youth ministry. And all of a sudden, I heard the Lord say this. He said, just stay in the boat. Just stay in the boat. I was like, what? What do you, what's that got to do? He goes, I'm inviting you to take a walk on the water, and all you want to do is tell me what you haven't got. He says, come on out. And can I tell you that, that just a little say, God, I want to be with you. I want to do what you want. And little by little, God has done some amazing things that go so far beyond what I could have ever imagined. It wasn't but just a, a week or two after that that I was introduced to Corey Hooper. 
Come on, give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. I, I can still remember uh, the first time that we met him at uh, Six Flags and how he just made all of our guys drop, you know, jaws drop. He took that basketball and dropped it down on his foot and flipped it around. And, and man, they were, they, he would just had them. He would impress them. And, and Corey, I'm so thankful for you. I appreciate you, man. I'm, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for the amazing things that God has done by bringing people. And I know I could get in huge trouble because I'm sure if I leave somebody out or something. But, but man, the Lord brought Chris Bauer along his family, just like Corey and his family. Come on, give him a hand. And, and there were others, but I'm, but I'm just telling you, you guys are so amazing. I am so honored. I'm so honored that God has kept us on the journey together. And I'm so excited about everything that he has in store for us. I, I mean, I really do. I look around and I think about your influence in the generations of this church. I see Trevor's faithfulness week after week after week. I see what God's done with Matt and with Roger. I mean, I really do. He's raised up. He's raised up generation after generation. Bradley and his backslidden wife, Ashley, stayed home today. No, it's one of our grandkids is sick. I mean, I, I, I literally, please don't, I, I could go on and on. I, just the, the Finleys and the Elberts and Debbie, she druggled Bill along here later, right? And just so many. Anita and Dorothy, the Walkers, Broadfields. And then I remember the time when he, when he remember those, he, all of a sudden we had this big event take place and he sends us these three amigos, right? Uh, so Martin and Puckett and Cameron and, and what I see God doing in the next generations of the, of Elise's and Ethan's and Christian's and Hannah's and Taylor's and just on and on and on. Each of you, I say each of you is an answer to prayer. And literally, I could just start pointing to people, person after person after person, person after person. You're an answer. You are an answer to prayer. And I thank God for you. You're the greatest gift that God's ever given. You're the most miraculous work that he's ever done. You see, when we started the church, the Lord gave us um, a, a word that, that we really didn't even understand. He said, you know, New Covenant Church is going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hotel, and it's going to be a hospital, and it's going to be home. And the hotel part, I really didn't like, because he said people are just going to come in, pop in, spend the night, and then take off, you know. And, uh, and literally, we still have people that will show up every few weeks. They just come from whatever other church they attend. They come in and they enjoy the worship. They get refreshed. They get ministered to and go back and, and they'll pop in like a hotel. And then there was a, the hospital. And for really, there was just a focus of healing from day one of the church. And so much of that was because of how much healing I needed. And God has just worked healing and he's kept healing's just been, it's part of the DNA of who we are and who we will ever be. But there was a day. There was a day, in, a, in my heart and mind, it was a day when a, a guy named Elsie Johnson walked into the church. Anybody remember Brother Elsie? Robert, Rona, I think. Um, Elsie came in, and Rona, and they'd, been, uh, they'd out, been out shopping. I visited with Rona this week, and she showed me this list of, I don't know, about 113 churches or how many churches it was, a bunch of churches that they had visited every week. They were going to a different church, and they had come to New Covenant, gone and visited these other churches, and then they <clears throat> come back. And one day, he stands up with his little 
arthritis bent finger. Brother Sam, can I say something? I said, well, you're already in the middle of it, you know, so I try. <laughs> so, so, but he'd raise that hand and, and that prophetic unction that he has so imparted to so many of our lives and from generation to generation. So, Brother Sam, I just want to tell you, I'm home. I'm home. And he did. He planted himself at home. And there was something that began to change, and we began to not just be a hospital that was trying to see people healed, but, but people could come in and, and really discover their identity and really find their purpose and really get on a pathway where they could really connect with God and where they could, they could be set free, they could walk in healing, where they could, they could discover their giftings, where they could be empowered, and where they would learn to serve. They would learn to serve, and, and man, I, I hear that all the more. A couple of weeks ago, a nice lady walked up to me and said, I just want you to know, I just feel when I walk, I just feel like I'm home. God puts the lonely in homes. He takes the orphans, and he brings them and makes them parts of families, and and can I tell you that as the family of God, I believe God's got some things, some prophetic things that he's declared over this house, over this place, that, that we're going to step into more and more and more than we ever have. We're, we're going to be healthy home, okay? I know that there's some dysfunctional homes, and I know there's some problem homes, and there's places where I, I can remember a lot of times not wanting to go home, but I'm telling you, we're going we're to be a, a home and a family where, where people are going to look forward to those times where they can come, and they can be loved on, and they can be, they can, they can be uh, released to do what God's called them to do. One of the things I believe is that God is returning a mantle upon us to be a house of prayer, to be a people who know how to call heaven down to earth and people who know how to see the manifestations of the Spirit of Almighty God take place in our home and in our lives and in our, in, in our lives and in our children and in our grandchildren. We're going to be that people, and I believe it, and based on all that God has done. And can I tell you, we haven't seen the best. We haven't seen the fulfillment of some of the prophetic things that God has said, the promises that he's made. One of them is that we will be a well source, a well source of oil and water. And, and there's so much that that means, but I will tell you this, that I do believe that it's going to be a well of revival. It's going to be a well that impacts generations. It's going to be a well, that, a well source of, of the presence of God that changes the destinies of, of young men and young women and, and points them. We're going to see more missionaries and more vocational ministries and, and more people serving the Lord, no matter matter what their occupation is, that their first calling is to make an impact for Jesus Christ. I believe that we're going to be a resource to the body of Christ locally and globally. That we're going to, there's going to be a, a flow of the work of God that's going to touch people for in this community and literally around the world. The word songs and sounds, R.J., Jennifer, we haven't seen, we haven't seen the fullness of that yet, but I'm telling you, there are going to be songs, there are going to be sounds that are going to be developed and written that are going to impact, we're going to get to experience them as our family, but I believe they're going to be released to be, to impact the world, to impact the world, amen? I believe it. 
I believe that, um, you know, as we're growing, our, our, our number we're looking towards is a number that God prophesied a number of years ago was 500, that uh, we're moving towards that number. And, and the new chairs, again, it's just the start. Be praying. How many people commit today said, I'll be praying for souls. I'll be praying for souls. People to be saved. Well, thank you for you seven that lifted your hand to see souls saved. I appreciate that. And I'm sure God is really impressed today. But listen, we're going to see God do a work, and you can either be part of it or sit on your chair. But I'm telling you, God's looking for people who'll say, I'm available, God. Take me and use me for your glory and your kingdom, oh God. And I'm going to be one of them. I've asked him for that baptism. There was a word he gave us years ago that said that there's going to be a, a baptism of fire, a, 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 just a stream, a river of fire, of burning love that's going to come through, and it's going to, it's going to impact people's lives. I remember the prophetic uh, vision that uh, God gave you, Corey, about the angel striking the ground, and as we pray, as we pray, as we make ourselves available, the angels are going to strike the ground, and we're going to see, we're going to see a lifting, we're going to see a release of what God wants to do in and through our lives. We're going to see a greater place of discipleship than we've ever seen before of people growing and knowing how to walk in the relationship with God. And folks, I just want to tell you, discipleship is a choice. We can provide a pathway, but you've got to walk in it. We can show you the way, but you've got to do it. We can point you to Jesus, but you have to follow him. We can give you the resources, but you have to use them. We can give you the insights into the scriptures, but you've got to study it and read it and eat it for yourself. We can provide the leadership, but you've got to be a people who say, I will follow. I'll walk with you. I'm excited about a greater passion for and an experience of the presence of God. I don't care how great your experience has been in the past. Can I tell you that God's got new things every day that he can unleash and he can re uh, release into our lives. A greater focus on growing in our identity of who we really are as sons of all, and all daughters of Almighty God. And I know our time is slipping away here quickly, but let me say this to you. I, I've heard it, I don't know why, I've heard it so many times over the last few weeks, people saying, I, I, just, I just don't deserve it. I, I've done so many things, I've, I've, I've failed God in so many ways. Can I tell you, God knows your failures, but he also knows that he's brought you into his house. He, listen, into the king's house. And you are sons and daughters of royalty. You are princesses and princesses in the house of Almighty God. And we've got to get this straightened out in our minds. We've got to believe about ourselves, not because of who we are, but because of who he's made us to be, that we are worthy to receive his impartation into our, in our lives so that he can work in us to work through us to change this world in which we live. I'm telling you, he wants to do that. He wants to do it in us. He wants to do it through us. I believe we're going to be more generous than ever, more committed to the harvest, more influencing of the world than we've ever been. I read a scripture, and it made me mad the other day. Of course, anybody read the scripture and just make you mad? I just, maybe not mad, just jealous. Acts chapter 17, the scripture's talking about the disciples, and that the disciples had been causing some things to go on in a community. They get arrested, and the testimony of the people who arrested them, they say this, it said, those troublemakers who have turned the world upside down, have come here to our city, teaching that there is another king and his name is Jesus. I pray 
that someday that somebody somewhere will testify and say, man, that new covenant church, man, I don't know what's going on with those people, but they are turning this world upside down. They are changing our culture. They're causing Tyler not to be one of the leading sex trafficking places in the world, but a place where people are being set free and released and, and redeemed and brought back. Not a place, God, where Texas isn't, uh, doesn't need to be known as a place leading one of the leading places for teen pregnancy in the world. No, our teens are serving Jesus, and our teens are strong in the power of the Lord, and our teens are reaching out to others and helping others find freedom. And our, our men and our women, they're, they're living as cities set on a hill, lit lights that can't be hidden under a bushel, and people are being drawn to the health of your home and the love in your home and the strength in your home because of the presence of Jesus Christ. I believe that that's what God is going to do. Seeing people saved and healed and miracles and freedom and, and people's lives flourishing and restoration and reconciliation impacting every area of our culture. Look, 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 we've only scratched the surface, but I'm telling you, God's wanting to do a work, and I want to be part of it, of seeing races reconciled. I've seen races reconciled, right? I've seen, I've seen generations reconciled. For some reason or another, we bought into this mentality that it's okay for us old folks just to blast the millennials because we're not like they are. Look, I'm telling you, we got better things that we can be saying about them. We got more loving things that we can be speaking to them. We've got things that we can be encouraging about them, them about in Jesus Christ. Amen? I'm just telling you, God, he's, he's, he's wanting to do this work of reconciling people, of reconciling people, helping them to truly find their true sexual identity, of understanding who God created them to be and how God wants them to live to make an impact now and in the future. Point three, you ready? Let's look inside. I'm just going to ask some questions. Okay, are we ready? Are we ready to move to a new level of being the church God desires us to be? Let's, Holy Spirit, I just asked the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready that service isn't at, to understand that service isn't asking something from us, that it's giving us an opportunity? We're not asking something from you. We're wanting something for you when we ask you to serve. Do you believe it? Amen. Okay. Are you ready for him to bring us to a new level, a new level of life, a new level of commitment? Are we ready to allow him to do something more special than he's ever done? Does anybody, can you have that sense of anticipation? I'm ready to see more broken people come and find healing and wholeness than ever before in Jesus' name. I'm ready to be crowded in my chair so somebody can connect with God. Is this, thing, is this working? I'm sorry, is this on here? I'm ready to be crowded. I'm ready to park farther than I've ever parked so people can get closer than they've ever got, right? Man, we're losing people quick here, aren't we? I'm losing people. Okay. All right. So here's my question. Do you want to be part of it? Are you called to be part of it? Do you want to be part of it? Are you ready to give yourself to God? Are you ready to give yourself to God in a new, new way, at a new level, in a new, a new dimension, step into a new dimension that we've never experienced? Are you ready to commit yourself to God, to give yourself to God, to give yourself to helping to fulfill the new covenant vision? Are you ready to move to a new level of commitment? Are you willing to submit your life to God like never before? Submit everything? 
God, it's not just my tithe that's yours. It's all of my resources. It's everything. It's all, my, it's, it's all yours. Are we willing to commit it all to God? Are we willing and ready to activate our faith to a degree that we've never activated it for, to believe for what we've never believed for? Are we ready to do that? Are you ready to do that? 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says, I believe, speaks to this. It says, yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment, and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. If we'll be the people that he's calling us to be, I guarantee you we'll never lack anything of being able to fulfill his purposes on this earth, in his kingdom, through this church, through your family, for his glory. Do you believe that? I believe that.